Welcome to Powerful Whispers, the podcast that dives into the extraordinary whispers of God in real and practical ways. Together, we will explore how God speaks to us regarding our body, soul, and spirit. I'm your host, Krista Joy, and I'm excited to have you join me on this journey. As a foodie and a dietitian, I might even sprinkle in some simple food hacks. Let's get ready to dive into the powerful whispers of God and uncover these hidden gems. Welcome to the Powerful Whispers podcast. I am so thrilled that you are here today because you are in for an incredible treat. We have a special bonus episode with my friend Emily. It's really incredible because the Lord put into my spirit a week ago that I needed to ask Emily to come on and be a guest. And I was like, oh God, okay, I'll ask her. I'm not sure what she's going to say, but I'm, I'm being obedient. And I sent her a note the next day. And she said, yes. So thank you so much, Emily, for being here. I'm so excited. Oh, Krista, I am so honored and just really blessed that you reached out to me. I experienced so much joy in my heart when I got that message from you. And I am just really excited to be here today. Well, and I love that the Holy Spirit had really prompted both of us, right? That yes, you are going to be here talking about the Holy Spirit power fire, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So cool. That is not talked about enough these days. And we need the Holy Spirit power. Yes, it's such a timely topic right now. Actually, the day that you reached out to me, that very day was uh, right at the tail end of a revival gathering that my family and I had been attending, that we were a part of. It went on for three days and several nights of just continuous worship and praise to God. People were gathering from about 9 a.m. and leaving about 10 o'clock at night. And some people were just not leaving. I mean, the hunger for God was so thick. And it was right on the tail end of that that I got your message. And I thought, this is so, so timely. Yeah, I love that. And I had no idea that you were <laughs> that you were there at this revival meeting. That is, yeah, it's all, oh God, appointed time to get this message out. That is so cool. And I love that you were able to go to a revival meeting. Whew. We need more of that, Lord, <laughs> all over. Oh, yeah, it's such a blessing. And sometimes, you know, we don't really know where the spirit of the Lord is going to break out. God just, he decides all on his own where he's going to be. It's almost like a bursting forth of the Holy Spirit and the power. And, and it seems like it's so unique in the different locations, but there is absolutely no question that we are in a time of awakening of the people of God like never before. And that is a time of revival and people are hungry, so, so hungry for the things of God. And we need the Holy Spirit as believers, as followers of Christ. We need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit so that we can do the things that God is asking us to do in this time. Absolutely. And I feel like our world continues to get darker, but I have so much hope because in the midst of all this, God is showing up, showing off, and there's so much glory that is pouring out amongst his believers and new people are getting saved because there is this hunger, hunger for, the, yeah. for God, for the Holy Spirit. It's quite incredible to watch. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. And I love the question, um, you know, when you reached out to me, you said that you were really being led to go after this topic of how can someone, how can we be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Yes. And I thought, what an excellent question. And I love questions, Krista. And I know that you have experienced the same. I've had the joy of following you and, you know, the beautiful books that you've been able to publish. And so often God draws us closer to himself through powerful questions. Mm. It's the questions that draw us so near to his heart as we just seek to discover more and more about who he is and what his word says. And I know that we both love the word of God. (laughs) Yes, we do. The scriptures are so beautiful and so rich. I just wanted to start out by saying that if there's someone that's listening, if there's someone that's watching, and you discover that after this broadcast, you have more questions than when you started, let me just encourage you and tell you that that is totally okay. I personally believe that the Word of God is designed to ignite a passion inside of us to know more, to receive more, to get closer to the Father and to Jesus. And these questions often draw us closer to Him. So if you have more questions at the end than when you started, I actually celebrate that and I think that it's an excellent kind of catalyst to diving into the Word of God. Absolutely. Right. We're never going to know it all here on earth. We get to learn it all when we are in heaven. We have eternity to learn all that, all about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit up there. That is going to be amazing. But while we're here on earth, we have this incredible opportunity to get more of a glimpse what the Holy Spirit has to offer us for here. I do want to start by saying this, Emily, and I'm hoping that you can help me because I I just feel this prompting of the Lord that there might be someone listening here who, who doesn't know the Lord personally. Oh, yeah. As we're starting out here, I think it's really going to be important to for the, the one person that might be listening, like you came across this podcast where you're like, boy, I want to know about this Holy Spirit fire and what, what is this all about? But you don't know the Lord yet. Emily, could you help me out here as to how to lead the, the listener to, to get to know the Lord for the very first time? Oh, yeah. Oh, I would love to. <laughs> There's nothing I love more. You know, guys, it's the gospel. It's the message of Jesus. It's what he came for to uh, reconcile us back into the family of God. You know, the father sent his only son into this world, into this earth, so that many could be saved. He desires that all be saved and come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ. And the Lord Jesus, he is the only way. There's only one way to salvation. And it's through the Lord Jesus Christ. I just feel to share part of my testimony even right here because I grew up in the California, San Francisco Bay Area, and it is not known for having a Christian culture. (laughs) There are definitely Christians there. There's more than people realize, but it's not a predominant part of the culture in the Bay Area. And so I actually grew up and uh, went through all my childhood and teenage years and right up into college and I had not ever heard the gospel and it seems 
impossible now when I look back, but it, it was true. I had never heard it for myself. And it wasn't until I was around 25 that actually my little sister, she came to live with my husband and I so that she could go to college nearby. And she had, unbeknownst to us, started dating this Christian guy and going to church with him. And I knew that she was going to church because, you know, she was living with us. I was aware that she was going to church on Sundays. And I honestly thought that it was funny. I thought it was a, I don't know, as I'm eight years older than her. And I just thought it was like this adorable, cute, funny thing that she was going to church. And I asked her one Sunday when she came home, I asked her, what did you learn in church today? And she said, I learned that Jesus is the only way to salvation. And you know what? (laughs) I had never heard that before. I didn't even know what the word, I didn't even know what she was talking about. And I remember saying to her, salvation, salvation from what? I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know. And she began to tell me the gospel in full. Salvation from death, from hell, from the grave, from it all. She told me that Jesus died on the cross at the hands of, you know, ungodly men and that he was buried and he rose and he is seated on the throne in heaven next to God. And she told me that he wants to offer that salvation to me. He did it for me too. And I remember something rose up in me and, and it might not be what you would expect, I actually became quite angry. I felt this anger rise up in me. And it was like something had confronted me in a way I'd never been confronted before. And I just told her that I couldn't believe that she believed these things. And it was, you know, I said quite a lot of not nice things to her. But as I spoke those things to her, and guys, why is this relevant right now? Yeah, some of you might be in this position like me where you've never heard the gospel But many of us as well, we're facing a culture that's very hostile to the truth of the gospel. And that was me. I was that, I was that culture. And I just let her have it. And as she cried, as she was crying under the sound of my words that were so unloving and unkind, she looked at me straight in the eyes and I could see this love, this piercing love looking straight into me and And I walked away and I felt so, something in me was so stirred. And I said, God, I know because I saw that look of love that she really believes what she was saying to me. And I want to know if this Jesus is who he says he is. And I know this is taking quite a bit of time, but I feel it's so important. And Krista, this led me on a journey of about a week. It was very short period of time of looking into who was Jesus. I really didn't know much about him. And there's people like that still out there. They don't know about Jesus. Even in our nation, there are people. And I began to find more and more about him. And thankfully, I was led to good sources and good information. And after about a week, I stopped my searching. I remember the very moment. And I got down on my knees. I was home. I was alone. I was in the bathroom. (laughs) The bathroom can be an anointed space for sure. (laughs) I'm sure many of us know. (laughs) And I got down on my knees and I said, Jesus, 
I believe you are who you say you are, the Savior of the world, the Son of God. And I am asking you right now, nobody was leading me. This was all by myself. And I said, I'm asking you right now to be Lord of my life. I want you to take over. I want you to be Lord of my life. And Krista, the tears were streaming. I was just steady stream of tears. And in that very moment, a transaction occurred, which is occurring all over the earth, all over the earth. Every day, there are people giving their lives to Christ all over this globe. And I was absolutely washed in this power of God, the love of God. And you know what it felt like? It felt like liquid love and fire being poured out from heaven from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. And I knew that nothing would ever be the same. <sighs> yeah. That's my Good. that's my personal testimony. What a blessing it is to share it. There's power. There's power in our testimony. Amen. Yes, I could feel whew, could feel the power as you were sharing. Thank you, Jesus. That is so yeah. incredible. You. Oh, your presence, your power is unlike anything that we can imagine. Thank you, Lord. So if those, yes, if there are those that are out there that yes, don't know Lord. the Lord, oh, you can ask him in to your heart right now. Yeah. All you need to do is just confess your sins. Say, Lord, I am a sinner and, and I need you, Jesus. You are the Lord of this world of our, of, of our lives. Lord, come in to me, come into my life, Lord, renew me and cleanse me. Be the Lord of my life. Oh. I'm so glad you said that. Oh, I'm so glad you said that, Krista, because, you know, this is why we need each other. We're a body. Yeah. So when you give your life to Jesus, it doesn't matter if it's alone like I was. Maybe right now you're hearing this broadcast and you're by yourself watching and you feel prompted to really respond to some pull on your heart. Or if you're in a congregation of people responding to an altar, altar call or an invitation, once you make that decision, you become part of the body of Christ. And we need each other. That's right. And each one is called to serve in a certain function. And I'm so glad that Krista said that right now because she mentioned that key piece of repentance <laughs> and that was a big part of my experience as well. And I did not mention that just now, but I was weeping and I was telling God, and I've shared this before, and I was telling God, I am so sorry for all the wrong things that I've done. And I was going through my mind almost like a book. I could see all these pages of all these things that I had done. I was so aware. I was so aware of them all. And I just kept saying, I'm so sorry, God, I'm so sorry. But when I asked Jesus to be Lord of my life, I remember just knowing, I just knew that I was completely forgiven of every single one of them, every single one of them. So thank you so much, Krista, for mentioning that. That is key. Yes. <laughs> and I have some scriptures here that I, I took some notes and um, I just so enjoyed getting into the word of God on this topic here. 
and this is perfect for right now. In the book of Ephesians, in uh, chapter 1, verse 13, we read that in him, meaning in Jesus, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, and you believed in him, meaning Jesus, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. That is very important. When you hear the truth of the gospel and you believe by putting your faith in Jesus, you are receiving the promise of the Holy Spirit. And there's so many scriptures, even Jesus himself, he spoke about the coming of the Holy Spirit to his disciples that were journeying with him. Um, we can read in John 14, I'm just going to put this scripture out there as well. It's Jesus and he's speaking to his followers, to the disciples. Some of you might be familiar with the show, The Chosen. It's a great show to watch if you want to just have these all come to life. But he says in John 14, if you really love me, you will keep and obey my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper. That helper is the Holy Spirit to be with you forever. The world doesn't know him, it says, but you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and will be in you. That was Jesus himself speaking. Powerful, powerful words. So powerful. I'm in the book of Acts right now, which oh, is yes. an incredible book of the Bible. Yeah. Whew, and where the, the Holy Spirit baptized all the believers all at one time. Yeah, I, oh, I just love to close my eyes and imagine that first moment where the Holy Spirit just descended on those that were in the upper room and they had flames like looked like a flames of fire right above them as uh, the Holy Spirit was just in filling them. And then they all spoke in tongues at the same time. And like, oh, what an incredible yeah. experience. And I, I know that we're going into this season that is going to be like that, but I believe it's going to be different and more than people have experienced in the path wow. I, past. I just know that God has more in store for us. Amen. Yes. And we really do, you know, we need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. There are things that um, our life in Christ will require of us that we'll be asked to do by God that we absolutely cannot do. Without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we cannot do it in our own strength. And so it's so important. And I know that for some believers, just people I've come across or that are around me, there are times when they might question, have I received the Holy Spirit? And they're just not sure. And there might be some different reasons why that uncertainty is there. But I think it's so important to come back to the word of God as our foundation and to believe when God says the promise of the Holy Spirit is promised to you and I, to those who put their faith in Christ, that we are sealed, that he is in us and with us continually. And so if we're not seeing something in our life that we believe maybe should be there, I would really just say Personally, I would say to, and I'm going to look at 1 Thessalonians really quick. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, the apostle Paul is speaking and he says to the believers there something really important. And he says, do not quench the Holy Spirit. Okay, do not quench the Holy Spirit. Well, what does quench mean? 
And it has a couple of predominant definitions. One of them is to subdue or to be unresponsive to something. Another definition implies to put something like a flame under a cover or to this to me hit hit really strong is to satisfy. Wow. We can quench something by satisfying it. Think of quenching your thirst. So I would just encourage you believers, believers in God to just stay hungry. Let us stay hungry. This is for me as well to stay thirsty and hungry for God, for more of Jesus, to wait on him to ask for more and more and let us never stop being hungry and thirsty for God. We don't want to satisfy that part of our spirit, but remain hungry. And so I think sometimes that can be a little bit of where those questions are coming from of, I'm not sure, have I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? It may just be a fire that is waiting to be stoked. That is such an amazing point. Thank you for diving deeper into what does that mean? That is stirring in my spirit. Just, I almost want to have like a visual to remind me, like, don't quench the fire. Keep it stoked. Keep it going every single day. I'm just going to say, Hey, Lord, help us, help us too. just burn for you more to be filled with your fire more because I know I need it. We need it in this world, Lord. Help us stand the flame. Yes, God. And you know, the when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there's like this passion that's ignited in our hearts for the person of Jesus. And so it's not so much about going after accomplishments or titles or roles, although those things may come and can be very, very good. But there will be a desire for Jesus that should be insatiable, that is unquenchable desire for Jesus in our hearts. Just want more and more and more of him. And it really does propel our our faith, this desire for more of Jesus. And like you were talking about in Acts, in chapter two, if anybody wants to go read about it for themselves, it's so worth it. Like Krista was saying earlier, this is where we see the day of Pentecost and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit happens. It's the promise, right? So before Jesus was on the cross, he told his disciples that God was going to bring the promised, the Holy Spirit for them. And so we see that happening. And he told them to actually wait there in Jerusalem until it happened. He told them to wait. And I think we can even get a glimpse by looking at how they waited, right? How were they waiting? Did they just go back to life as normal? Was there something they were doing? Well, the Bible says that they waited together. They were waiting together. They were of one mind. And it says that they had devoted themselves to prayer. Prayer is so important to stoking the fire of the Holy Spirit inside of us. It says they waited together with expectation. They expected Jesus to show up and to do what he said he was going to do. They expected to receive the promise and they did. And they did. That's good. We see at that time when it was, when the spirit was poured out upon them, as Krista mentioned, it was like, came like tongues of fire and they began to be empowered. When they were empowered, what it looked like, several different things. 
the one that we hear about the most is that they began to speak in languages that they didn't know before, but they also began to go out onto the street and to preach Jesus in power. And who's being called to the street? I can even, I feel like some of you that are listening have maybe been having a call to share the message of Jesus in places you never have before. Maybe some of you are being called to the street, so to speak. And so they went out under the power of the Holy Spirit in great boldness and authority. And they shared the gospel, the message of Jesus and what he did for that, for the people. And that very day, 3,000 people were added to them. And it says that continually people were added to them. And so we see the birth of the church of which you and I are a part of to this day. Yes, that is so good. The church was rapidly expanding because of their power, their boldness, and they were in unity. They were yeah. they were working as that one body together. That was, I mean, it's huge. I mean, it's undeniably a huge part of, if you go and spend time looking into Acts at all, like Krista has been, I mean, you cannot deny that unity and being together was a huge part of what was going on. And I think that God is calling us. This is more of kind of breaking into a little bit of a times and season type word, but I do believe that God is calling us, especially the Western church, if you want to call it that, to come together more than ever before in ways that maybe have been outside of our comfort in the past, but really looking to one another to make sure that we're of one accord that we're going after the same things in Christ and that we're able to really have a place for people to come into that is not divided, but a unified people. Yeah, I am believing for walls to be broken down. Come on. That there's there's not going to be these silly, pity, I'm going to say pity, squabbles that happen within the church. We can't have that. God doesn't want that. He definitely wants us to be unified and working with the Holy Spirit. He can bring unity. We, we just all need to lean in more to what the Holy Spirit is saying and keep proclaiming the words that are in the, the Bible because that is the source of all truth. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I think there's been a lot of cleansing and purifying going on probably for each one of us yeah. <laughs> lately. And it's not always comfortable, but it's so, so important. And it's a good work of God. And I felt to mention a really quick with my daughters, something that I've really enjoyed doing with them is encouraging them. I guess you could say to stoke the fire that's inside by stepping out in ways that may be uncomfortable. And so what I encourage them to do is to listen for the sound of the Holy Spirit, because he is our counselor, he is our guide. So that means that he is going to be giving us direction and there will be things that we're asked to do. But if we don't have, you know, if we're not leaning in to hear it, we could miss it. So I encourage them to just listen. What is the Holy Spirit asking you to do? So for example, when we were at this revival gathering, it could have been really easy to sit there as observers. Yes, participating in worship, but just observing what, what are the teachers and these prophets and apostles, what are they doing? 
But I said to my girls, I want you to be listening and sensitive to the Holy Spirit because you are just as much a part of this and there might be something he wants you to do. And I would kind of remind them of that throughout the days. And just one example, my younger daughter, I have two girls, and my younger one said that she felt that the Holy Spirit was leading her to go lay hands on people and pray. And I said, okay, I want you, I know that might be a little bit intimidating. She's a a nine-year-old, right? (laughs) These are adults. But I want you to follow that leading and I am going to be with you. So I just stayed. She was feeling led to do that over the people at the altar. So there were a lot of altar calls being made, not just for salvation, but things that people needed to let go of or whatever. And so I stood up at the front at the corner and I said, I'm going to be right here. I'm going to be watching you, but I want you to go and do what he's asking you to do. And so she began to just go throughout the people. There's probably about 50 people at the altar. Just, you know, most of them were on their faces or on their knees. And she just started to lay hands on them. And I saw her with one hand on their shoulder. And then she would have one little hand raised up. And she would spend maybe, you know, 20 seconds with each one. And when she came back, I asked her, I said, what were you praying? And she said, I was just praying in the spirit, mama. I was just praying in the spirit. And I'm like, good job, you know, and I gave her a hug and encouraged her. But as an adult, I have to do that with myself too. remind myself to be sensitive to the leadings of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes as a man or woman of God, we don't always have a person back here encouraging us like that, you know, (laughs) like you can do this and I'll be right here. We don't always have that, but we do because Jesus is with us. He's never going to, you know. He's never going to have us going and doing these things alone. And that's why we have his Holy Spirit. So just even picture him. He's right there with you. You're never doing these things alone. And I actually want to pray if that's okay. I'd love to pray for some people, for the people that are listening. God, wow, Lord, I just want to recognize and honor the privilege and the blessing to be able to speak to your people like this. What a blessing it is. I just want to say thank you, God. And thank you to Krista for creating this space for people to hear about the things of you, God. Thank you for her doing that. Lord, I just want to lift up every single person to you, God. And I do ask that they would receive the promised baptism of the Holy Spirit, God. I ask you, Lord, that they would receive it so powerfully that even the ones that have already been baptized in the Spirit, but they've been questioning, God, have I really received your Spirit? Lord, I pray right now for a fresh outpouring over them. I'm asking you, God, for there to be signs and wonders that accompany this outpouring of your Spirit over these people, God, so that they don't have any question about whether or not they've received your Holy Spirit. God, I'm asking for you to show them with fire over their body, fire over their hearts, fire over their feet that are going to carry the gospel, God, to their communities, to their families, to the nations, Lord. I'm asking that you would cause them to speak in tongues that they've never spoken in before, God. Why? Because you are so good and you withhold no good thing from us, Lord. 
I thank you that even now people are being touched by the power of your Holy Spirit, that they're feeling a fire from heaven pour out upon them, that some are even beginning to speak in new languages and tongues of the Holy Spirit, a prayer language that comes straight from heaven, God. And I thank you that you're activating believers to go out into the streets and to share the gospel, the message of Jesus Christ with authority, with boldness, and with clarity. We thank you for this, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Ooh, amen. <laughs> thank you. There's a... Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. So much fire so on good. that. Yes. I was imagining the Lord just blowing his blessings and fire over everyone that is listening. Oh, he is just so, so excited for each of you to grow deeper with him and to experience the more, so much more that he has for you. Yes, God. And you do not need to feel bad. Listen, there's so much, there's something very interesting it talks about that when the Holy Spirit came on the people, that the apostles began to move in miracle power. So miracles began to happen. And it's not that the people didn't do perform miracles from the power of God. It doesn't mention that. It says that the people came together and they began to distribute what their belongings among one another so that no one was in lack. It says that they came together and they prayed regularly and they gave thanks to God. It says that they opened their homes and they broke bread together and they ate together. And so no one needs to feel like they're not enough. Yes. Everyone was doing their part and it looked different for some. It was one thing for another. It was this. It was all important. Your part, your part is very important. Amen. That is so good. I know that there's many people that listen to my podcast from all around the world. Thank you, first of all. I know that it might be hard to find believers that are near you. So one, I encourage you to be bold and share your testimony of how the Lord has moved in you. Because, as Emily was saying, our testimonies are powerful. The Lord works through our testimonies. There's so much power in that. Your neighbor, your friend might also come to know the Lord because of you sharing. And then you'll also have a new prayer partner right there in your neighborhood. Yes, so true. I love that. So I'm going to be encouraging all of you, whether you're here in the United States or abroad, be bold. Reach out. Community wow. is so important. We need to bind, bind together, link our arms together in prayer. And there's so much more power. When there's two or more together, right? There the Lord is also. Yes. And there's going to be so much power as you're banding together with others for Christ. Amen. And I love that what you said about the neighbors. I have a really quick testimony around that with my daughters. They are like, Oh God, thank you, Jesus, for how you work through them. <clears throat> I learn a lot from them. I really, really do. One of my little daughters, the Holy Spirit led us to a certain community that we were not expecting to go to. You know, I'm all, I love the nations. I'm like, I'm all about the nations, Lord, send me to the nations. And then he sends me to this small community, you know, in my home state. 
near my hometown. I'm like, that's not what I was <laughs> thinking, but okay. And he says, the nations are right here. They're at your doorstep. Yeah. And quite literally, this community of people was very people from all over the world. You know, California has a lot of people from everywhere. And my daughters began to just, something was on them and they were sharing Jesus with all of these kids. There were so many kids in the community. They were sharing Jesus. And this one little girl put her faith in Christ through hearing about Jesus with my daughter and her parents, they're Hindu. And so they worship many gods and she kind of had to hide you know, this newfound faith. So she would come over and spend time talking with my daughter and praying with her. And they would pray together out at the grass, out at the playground. And just what you said, she found a prayer partner and a friend in Jesus through this little girl that she had shared, you know, the gospel with. So children can do this. And when I see that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I I can do this. It it stirs me up to do more and just move more in the Holy Spirit. Yes, that is so encouraging. I love your daughter's boldness, their faith. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have those the adult kids. doubts. <laughs> yeah. To cloud our it's mind. just the kids. You know, the kids are going to show us so much in this generation. Yes, I'm so excited for what God is doing in the children. I mean, our floor is their ceiling and to the glory of God. Just thank you, yes. Lord. Woo-hoo. So, Emily, thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. I am incredibly blessed and I'm excited for the listeners to have this fresh new perspective and touch from the Lord today because of the words that he gave you to share. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much for having me. This is really, really fun. And I can just feel the love of God for each and every person that's listening. And for those listeners that would like to reach out to me, feel free. I'm at Krista Joy Ministries on Facebook, Instagram, If you need more encouragement, reach out, send a note. I would love to hear from you, pray for you, pray with you, um, celebrate with you. That, have an amazing day, everyone. God bless. God bless you. Thank you for joining me today as we explore the powerful whispers of God. I hope you've been inspired, uplifted, and equipped with practical ways to experience His presence in your everyday life. A special thank you to those who have rated, shared, or commented on my podcast. Your input warms my heart. Remember, the journey doesn't end here. Stay connected with me on my website at kristajoyministries.com and be sure to sign up for my newsletter on my main webpage. Or connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Powerful Whispers Podcast to continue the conversation and stay updated on upcoming episodes. Until next time, I'm Krista Joy signing off. May your journey be blessed with an abundance of God's whispers for you. And make sure to grab hold of the gentle nudges from God.